And I can see the ground now, way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, feel the hype, spread the hype, etc., dude, etc. But it's, I mean, what a time it is to be alive. Big Brother is back on television, and I actually won while gambling on the weekend. This is unprecedented. There's no, there's nowhere you'd rather be right now in any time period. Billy Darcy's up for once in his life, and Big Brother is back. Now, Big Brother this year, I mean, it's on Channel 7 again. Call me a traditionalist, but I think it's Big Brother on Channel 10, should be the cricket on Channel 9, and it's tennis and my kitchen rules on Channel 7. SBS, honestly, thanks for coming as always. Can't say I'll be tuning in. The ABC I'll watch just to sort of, I don't know, just to sort of get around. You know, I think watching the ABC is basically like charity work. You know, I mean, some people go to Vinny's and do a barbecue for the poor. I'll chuck on ABC at midday on a Tuesday. You know, just throw them a view. Throw them a view. So, you know, there's plenty going on. Big Brother is, without a doubt, maybe the best reality show. The biggest loser in its prime when they were really, really big fucking losers. You know, when it got to the end of Biggest Loser and it was like, I remember... I was the biggest, biggest loser fan. And as a, as a, as a skinny child with, um, with no weight issues, I mean, that's who the show's for. It's not for overweight people. Who, who do you think feels the most guilty watching The Biggest Loser? It's overweight people who think, fuck, they're doing it. Why can't I? Exactly. You don't want that. You don't want peer pressure on your Tuesday night when you're having a bowl of nachos. You know? You want to escape, and that's what it is. You're a freaking a skinny 14-year-old kid from the northern beaches of Sydney. You watch some 200-kilo bloke run up a hill and just think, fuck yeah, dude. This is what it's about. You know, I got, I got not a worry in the world. I could run up that hill twice. Okay? So that's who, it, that's who the show's for. Biggest Loser was unreal. But I remember the last time I watched it, I remember there was a guy who was like, it was like, he was like 85 kilos. Granted, he was about five foot two. I mean, he was nothing to look at. But I mean, the guy's a glass of water away from being healthy. So, you know, like, biggest loser. We're not sort of trying to, it's not Jenny Craig. We're not trying to shed five kilos ahead of our sister's wedding. Biggest loser. I want to see some bloke knock over like 80 kilos. Can't even recognize him by the grand final. You know, he's got a different haircut. His wife is just, like, weak at the knees. She's like, this is what he looked like in 1983. This is crazy. That's what it's all about. So Biggest Loser lost its way. Um, Big Brother. Big Brother is back, though. Big Brother is the show because it's just locking up. That's the key to Big Brother. Every reality show has crazy people. Okay? Unstable, personality, you know, a bit off the old spectrum or on the spectrum, I don't really understand the concept of the spectrum. But the key to Big Brother is the lock-in, okay? Any show could just have some crazy bloke on, but then they let him, at the end of the, the filming each day, they let him go back to his house. Big Brother says, it never fucking ends. We're locking all you freaks in together, 
breakfast, lunch, dinner, going to sleep. You know, it's going nuts. People are fingering each other even though they know they're being filmed. I mean, that's what it's all about. Big Brother on Channel 7, I personally don't care for. I'm sorry. I'm a traditionalist. Um, but Big Brother this season, I was actually asked to go for an interview on this show, which I politely turned down. Um, now, why did I do that? I mean, look at me. Recording this pod in my bedroom, I could be on Big Brother right now. Or three months ago when they filmed it. You know? Uh... Regret is the word I'd like to use. I regret saying no. Uh, I would take that opportunity with both hands now. The thing with me is I always think I'm two months away from being famous. <laughs> so, like at all times, at all times, dude. Like, I always think I'm just two months away. I'm just one phone call away. So, that, the big brother guy calls me and he's like, would you like to come for an interview? I don't know what that entails. I assume they just like throw tomatoes at you and see how long it takes you to cry. But he goes, do you want to come for an interview? I said, big brother. Keep in mind, when I got this call, it was the middle of the pandemic. Comedy was off. Maybe to never return again. And I'd lost my day job. And I was on Job Seeker. I get the call. Would you like to be on Big Brother? I literally, my first thought was no. <laughs> Absolutely not. And then the guy was like, you know, it'll boost your profile. You'll, you know, it'll send you touring through the roof if, if you go on the show, this sort of stuff. And I just thought, why the hell would I go on Big Brother? I'm like two months away from being famous. I'm just sitting here waiting for the phone call, you know, waiting for some, I'm one viral clip away from this thing taking off. It is, it is exactly a year to the day since I turned that down, I think roughly. And yeah, mistakes. We all make them. Um, I thought I was too good for Big Brother. I've blatantly been corrected. And has it changed my mind about the two-month rule? No. Two months from today, I'll probably be famous. So, you know, we all have regrets, but we keep on rolling. I should be on 50,000 Instagram followers right now off the back of the first two episodes. I just don't trust those editors. Even if I was a nobody from nowhere, which <laughs> I love that hypothetical. Even if I was a nobody, I'm a complete nobody. But I still think, see, here's the thing with reality TV. Every season, someone is getting fucked. That, and it might be you, you know? You just don't know how they're going to edit this thing. You might say, you go into the, the freaking interview room and you say, wow, I just spoke to freaking... You know, I've met some of the people. It's a beautiful house. I'm so lucky to be here. You know, having the most fun ever. Great bunch of people. Love everyone. Then two months later, you watch the same scene. They've edited together to make you somehow say the N-word. It's like, what the fuck is going on here, you know? And I've had mates go on these shows and they're like, that is not what I said. And then, and then I'm also thinking like, but you're kind of... I can see you saying that, to be honest. I can see you saying that. So, yeah. Bizarre times. I, I thought on Monday night, it was the first episode of Big Brother, I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. Because there is nothing better on the planet, even though I shit on reality TV, there's nothing better than when you're like fully addicted to a reality TV show. And you're just loving it. And you've, just, you've got your characters you love. You've got your, your, I guess, your people 
you hate. Um, and you just, every night, you don't have to worry about what you're going to watch. You're just loving it. The next day, you're reading the recaps, the funny recaps on uh, Punky and that. I love it all. I love it all. There's nothing better than when you're addicted to a reality TV show. But it's just such a time commitment these days, you know? I like a show that's on once a week. Big Brother Dude, clear your schedule. It's on like five nights a week. Like, break up with the missus. Start working from home. I mean, it's a full-time job to watch some of these shows these days. So, Monday night, I said, I'm going to do it. And then I thought, I don't really give a fuck. And as soon as I hesitated... I knew it was over, okay? Because if you're going to watch, you got to watch. And if, and also, you can't just jump in halfway, okay? Don't be that guy who just jumps in and goes, oh, who's, who's this? Is this Jessica? Oh, do we like Jessica? And then it's like, no, we fucking hate Jessica, dude. She's the biggest bitch. Did you, hear, you didn't even see what she said to Kate last week. And then, do you know what I mean? You can't jump in halfway. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to let this season of Big Brother go. If I had more time, dude, that'd be one of the great media jobs. If someone got me to like, where you just watch a show and do like funny recap videos on like news.com.au. I watch those. They're so funny. I reckon they'd be so fun to do. Um, but yeah. And then on top of that, I fucking won $400 on the UFC. So, I mean, what more do you want? Perth's back in lockdown. It's all happening. I gotta say, I know I've been pretty critical of other cities in Australia when they go back into lockdown. Um, RE, mostly Brisbane, I gotta say. I've been pretty anti Brisbane. At this point, I am honestly anti lockdown. I feel everyone's had their, their fair share. We've all had our comeuppance. You know, we've all been slapped in the face. Um, we've all gone on a podcast and said, you know, uh, Melbourne deserves another lockdown. And then. And then Sydney gets locked down for Christmas and New Year's. Perth's got locked down again. Brisbane had its had its little moment there. Melbourne, you know, where do we begin? We've all had our comeuppance. Hobart, I don't think ever had a lockdown. I would argue that living in Hobart is a lockdown full stop. Okay? So, make no mistake, Hobart, you're not a real city. And whether you get locked down or not, don't really care. I wish you all the best. I wish Hobart all the best the way... You know when, like, the best... Uh, like the best UFC fighter in the world will fight a guy who he's way better than and just knock him the fuck out and then say, I wish you all the best because like, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. They're never going to fight again. You know, the guy's not even ranked. Hobart, I wish you all the best. No lockdowns for Hobart. I mean, that fucking climate down there is abrasive enough, dude. They don't need coronavirus to put them... For them to know what hardship is. You go outside in fucking December on a Tuesday in Hobart. And that, that freaking 11 degree air will slap you in the face. That'll make you want to go back inside. There's your lockdown right there, dude. So, Hobart, I wish you all the best. Darwin appears to be impenetrable at this stage. From what I can tell, Darwin is a fortress like we've not seen before. And all I can say is more power to you, Darwin. Darwin is actually my number one trip I want to do in Australia. Um, and I want to go to Alice Springs. But I will say, guys, it's fucking expensive to get to Darwin. It's actually so far away. It's like 600 return from Sydney. 
And then to get to Alice Springs, in my mind, from Darwin, you get a 25-minute bus to Uluru. Guys, I've looked at a map. It's not the case. It is not the case at all. Uluru is actually in the middle of Australia. It's like a four-hour flight to Alice Springs and like a 12-hour drive. They're different places, okay? Um, so it's fucking expensive, but I, I'd still, I desperately want to go. But yeah, no more lockdowns, please. Um, yeah, India has a tsunami of coronavirus cases. I don't know who comes up with these terms, but that is just horrid. No more lockdowns, please. I'm just bloody... And people say, you know, <laughs> do you know what I was going to do just then? I was going to, I was going to say, I was going to say how uh, coronavirus continues to affect the comedy industry because a couple of mates of mine had some shows cancelled in Perth on the weekend. After I just said there is a tsunami of COVID in India. <laughs> do you ever just hear yourself and just think, you are a piece of shit, Bill. You just, you're garbage, mate. What are you even doing? I apologize. I apologize, India. <laughs> I apologize to the country of India. Thousands dead. Um, but two of my mates actually had a live podcast cancelled on the weekend. So we've all... You know, you know what I mean? Jesus Christ. But anyway, dude. Um, my throat, again, is a little croaky today. I apologize. I'm in 100% health. I just had a huge bender on the weekend. So here we go. Let's crack into um, the weekend that was. Uh, here we go. Firstly, a quick shout out to two of the blokes who arguably power this pod. Uh, they fill it up with the content each week. I'm talking about um, my two roommates, Maka and Adzi. Adzi's birthday sometime last week, and it's Maka's birthday sometime this week. So happy birthday to them. Let's be honest, if they were more put together, this podcast would not exist. Can you imagine if uh, Adzi and Maka both had like girlfriends, like high-powered jobs and like investment properties, and they weren't absolute pelicans? This podcast would be seven minutes long each week. Okay, so they're keeping this thing going. Maka, 73-time Pelican of the Week, arguably the greatest to ever do it. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, Adzi literally fell asleep on the toilet last week, like five days ago. So I think it speaks, the, their records speak for themselves. They're two of the greatest Pelicans of all time, and I wish them all the best on their special day. Maka has just turned 15. Uh, you know, it's a tricky age. And Adzi is 43. So, you know, two great blokes at different stages in their life. There's no doubt. But anyway, so happy birthday to them. We went out for Adzi's birthday on Friday night. Uh, I won't bore you with the details. Just absolute carry-on at a restaurant. Heaps of red wine and oysters. Um, one of the blokes got his tinfoil hat on halfway through. He started talking about <laughs> MH370, that ship that got blown up, or the plane. How the Americans had a, a black box full of secrets on it, so they blew it up. I'll speak for the table. No one brought it up. No one at any stage brought up the mystery of MH370 and why there's no debris. So he went a little rogue on there. The tinfoil hats came out. 
I gotta say, I love a good conspiracy, so it was pretty funny. Then we came back, um, had a big fire with everyone, you know, smoking a bit of the old, uh, the old reeferoo and, uh, great times. I gotta say, my neighbor's dog came over dressed as a T-Rex, which is without a doubt the best thing you could ever see, an English staffy dressed as a T-Rex. Um, he proceeded to get, like, secondhand stoned. This poor dog, like, blacked out on the couch. Like, not blacked out, he just fell asleep. But then when my neighbor tried to, like, take him home, like, the dog couldn't get up. He was just, like, so tired. So he was just, like, our neighbor's dog just went, like, limp. He was just getting dragged out, like, completely limp. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Just this English staffy dressed as a T-Rex, stoned, getting dragged out, completely limp. <laughs> what an image, dude. What an image. And here's a fun fact for you. I've been told, so English staffies are the one to get. American staffies are the ones that attack babies. Okay? English staffies, they're the ones that are just, oh my god, beautiful animals. Just sensational animals. I mean, our next door neighbor's one, I love to death. Just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So if, you, if you're in the staffy market, you want an English staffy. Okay? Now, moving on. Friday night was fun, but not that eventful. Saturday, I'm at a box on a boat. Should you strap in? You should, because here comes a Yanaru. So, you know my policy with boats. I fucking love them, okay? Whatever you're doing on, on land, you put that exact activity on a boat, and it is fucking wild, dude. Straight up wild. So, it's a mate of mine's box. Uh, we get on there. Um, it's about maybe... I want to say 25 blokes. I don't know a lot of them, but also I love that. I love when you're in a, you go to a party and you don't know anyone because it's just a clean slate. You know, you can just be whoever you want. You know, if you meet, you know, most people are legends. That's the dirty secret with people that we just won't admit. It's just pretty much everyone is a legend when you really get down to it. But it's just when someone's a, a piece of shit, it's just so annoying. Sometimes it can block out the fact that most people are just fucking great. That's every time I've ever um, had beers with the opposing team in cricket. And just you think, these guys are garbage. I want to kill them. I want to burn down their house. I hate them. And then you have beers with them after the game. You're like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. These guys are legends, you know? It's the dirty secret of life. Most people are fucking legends. So, so there you go. So we get on this boat. And immediately the chick behind the bar is about 70 She's got bleach blonde hair, and I just think, fuck yeah, dude, this chick would have some stories. And she told me a couple that, uh, I'll I'll speak for the pod, they're too blue. <laughs> Way too blue for this pod. Um, I think, like, they'll get you kicked off YouTube. This is sort of, sort of grubby antics, this chick's seen. Um, and I can't get kicked off YouTube, as you know. I mean, my, my cult YouTube following. Thank you. Thank you. What would I do with it without you guys? Closing in on 1,000 views by 1,000, <laughs> 1,000 subscribers, I should say, by 2024. That's the goal. But anyway, we get on the boat. Two grippers get on. Two Jack the Rippers. Two strippers. And lovely girls. I think their names were Snowflake and Who Gives a Fuck. And they were super friendly. Um, and really, so they get on. They come out in like their sort of lingerie, as it were. And 
super friendly girls. So they said it's $400 for them to get topless. Now, I'm a traditionalist. I think if there's a stripper on a boat, she should be topless already. Okay, now that's just how I was raised. You know, each to their own. So then, you know, this is, and this is the thing. Now it's like, how are we going to do this? You know, she doesn't have a card machine. So who's got cash? We're trying to do a whip round type situation. People are saying, I'll, I'll transfer you later, this sort of stuff. No one wants to pay for it. The girls have got their bras on and it's, it's bad for morale. You got two strippers on a boat on a Bucks party and you can't see their nipples. That's bad for morale. Okay. You know, people are starting to drop their head. You know, one guy's just blatantly, he's just tearing up in the corner. He's just in tears in the corner. I pat him on the back. I said, I know, mate. I know. So what happened was, you know, we're trying to get something happening, but no one's got cash. We needed a hero. We needed someone to step up and say enough is enough. Okay. We needed someone who put justice before their wallet. I'm happy to announce to the, to the podcast today that I was that man. I said, I said, Crystal, Snowball, Tiffany, Christmas tree, whatever your name is, get over here. Okay. Get over here, babe. I said, how much is it? She said, it's 400. I said, do you, ha- do you, do you take card? She goes, no, but you can transfer. I said, sweet. I'll knock this over. Let's freaking raise morale a bit here. So I transfer, transfer her $400. Now, what happened next, I could not have foreseen. Oh, well, what happened next, I did I did foresee. I took her bra off. But after that, okay, now both the chicks have, have their tits out. You could just tell a few more smiles around the boat. You know, I see a couple of boys. They're having a laugh over here. A couple of stories being told over here. You know, a few high fives going around. You just feel the mood's lifted, you know. I start a few chants. Lads, lads, lads. You know, it's just... It's good. It's going nuts. Um, now, what happened next was, because I just transferred this chick 400 bucks, her and the other the other girl, freaking, you know, whatever her name was, they now think I'm rich. So they are literally like, I'm like, I become like the pimp of the boat. Like one of the strippers is like following me around at all times. It's unreal. And they're like, can we get you anything else? Like, do you want a lap dance? What's going on? Like, she's like, oh, like, you know, who, who's, who's like the funny one in the, in the group or whatever. They just follow me around. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. And I realize they think I have heaps of money. That's what this is. Like, they think I'm like the freaking, the ringleader. They think I'm old Billy Moneybags over here. So... That, this is what it is. So they're, they're bloody giving me all the attention because I gave them $400. Now, if you're familiar with this concept, it's called capitalism, okay? Now, I love democracy and I love capitalism. You know, I'm very anti-commie, as we know. But this is the first time I've ever been in a situation where someone has thought I was rich. And i got to say, it's pretty good. It's pretty bloody good. You know, they had no idea that I'd transfer her 400 I now have minus 300 in my account. Okay? I'm in the hole. Old school. And so they're following me around like a bad smell. Hands all over me going, what else can we do for you, Bill? I thought, I'll tell you what, this is pretty bloody good. You know? Anyone who wanted a lap dance like the blokes, they'd come up to me and ask me. They'd be like, oh, can you get freaking, 
freaking sugar cubes over there to give me a lap dance. And I'll be like, oi, Christmas tree sugar cubes, snowballs, whatever your name is, get over here. Uh, I'd be like, get in. this is my friend bloody Jason over here. Can you make him feel like a king for two minutes? You know, and I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm like puffing on a cigar. You know, I've got like a, a, a cane made out of marble. And she'd be like, oh, anything for you, Bill. And I was like, oh, this is what it's like to be rich. People, people love you. People want to get around you to get more money. It was cool. It was a great afternoon. It was a nice little look behind the curtain on how people live. Sensational. But anyway, so, uh, you know, great times. What happens on the boat stays on the boat. So nothing too, nothing too weird to, to sort of relay here. But, um, so we have the two grippers and then a showgirl gets on and she's like, she does a big show for the buck and it's a big thing. And that, that was, that was great. The bloke she gets on with, like her, the the guy who's like the boss of the girls, maybe the scariest man I've ever seen. He was like one of these guys where he would like smile, but it wouldn't convey joy. It would just convey like fear. Like he'd smile at you and your brain would be like, that's a smile, but he wants to kill me. Do you know what I mean? He was a psychopath. Um, and this guy was scary. I mean, if he had, I would say he was wearing honestly footy shorts, but I still reckon he had maybe upwards of four concealed weapons on him at that stage. And then, so he comes on and, uh, and then they're doing the show and he's like, he like the girl would be dancing. He'd be like, clap, clap louder. And we'd be like, okay, okay. We're clapping. We're clapping. Woo. Having the most fun. And then like, she'd be dancing. And he'd be like, he'd be like, come on louder louder and we're like woo woo like people are just screaming like all right how loud do we have to scream for this guy to get off the boat this guy's fucking terrifying dude so yeah i mean this <laughs> he'd be like he'd be like how good afterwards he's like how good was that i was like it's the best day of my life thank you so much i was like oh my god <laughs> the guy was absolutely terrifying dude um but yeah, next thing you know, we get off the boat, we head back, etc. Um, we go to this place, Cargo Bar, a lot of fun. Maka has been at the races all day. So it gets to about 6 p.m. I go out the front of Cargo Bar, I whistle. Next thing you know, my trusty steed, Maka, has pulled up at the front. Um, I just tie him up on a pole out the front. I say, I'll, I'll just have a couple more beers, be out in a second, mate. Give him a bowl of water. And uh, Maka ended up joining the Bucks. People start dropping off left and right once the sun goes down. Coward o'clock, we call that in the business. Um, old sugar cubes and uh, and freaking Hyundai good times have long gone. And, you know, it was a great afternoon. Just a sensational afternoon. We went to a few more bars. Everyone came back to the lad pad. We had a huge kick-ons here. Everything's going nuts. Great afternoon. Sensational afternoon. Loved it. Okay, so a couple more things to go here. We've got one, got to get through trend end, and then uh, that's it pretty much. Thanks for coming. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, I got shows May 12 and 14, as everyone knows. Sydney Comedy Festival, Friday sold out. Wednesday is filling up. Come along, Wednesday, May 12 at the Factory Theatre in Sydney. Tickets on the Sydney Comedy Festival website or the link in my bio. 
or just fucking google it dude just fucking google it so we'd love to see you there we'd love to see you there i'm actually filming both shows so if we could fill up that wednesday it would be ideal make me look like a legend as it were um or yeah and i'm filming both shows so you know don't fucking interrupt me you know um but it's gonna be a lot of fun so i hope to see you there now Oh, also, uh, just before we move on, UFC on Sunday, I finally had a win. Finally had a fucking win, dude. Six months I've been gambling on this shit every week. Um, the only win I had was I got $40 off a first round knockout about six months ago. And then the next fight, I watched the guy's promo. I liked his energy and I just put all my winnings on him and he got molested. So it's a hard sport to bet on. But Rose, oh, we actually got Rose Namajunas here, the painting for this week, done by the Goat Macca. She was the last leg of our multi. Anyway, she fucking head kicked this chick into next week within 10 seconds. The boys are going nuts. Everyone's up like $300. We're losing it. I get, there's a guitar in our living room. I just start smashing the guitar, dude. So fun. Um, I will say, here's a genuine recommendation in life. Everyone should smash at least one guitar in their life. It is fucking awesome. It is so much fun. It's so freeing. I honestly think when I smashed that guitar, I just like finally got over my ex-girlfriend. It's just like the best feeling ever, dude. Like smashing a guitar is just so good. Um, I just love it. It's like destruction, but it's also like you're destroying something that's really worthwhile and creative. Like anyone can smash something that's worthless you know you smash some old chair or a traffic cone smash a guitar that people could play for years to come and get heaps of joy out of now that's fun so dude highly recommend smashing a guitar best thing ever so anyway what do we got so trend end we got a couple of little things here to end keep sending in your trend ends um so firstly here's one and this is a big one, dude, because, oh, he's in, he's in the news. That's why this is a big one. This is why this is relevant. So Zac Efron broke up with his little Byron Bay, little Byron Bay piece up there. You know, that was a fairy tale I think we all knew was coming to an end. I hope someone told her ahead of time. Um, I mean, what a fairy tale. Literally, the waitress at a Byron Bay cafe ended up dating Zac Efron for like a year. I mean, that is, that's out of a fucking movie. Um, so that's come to an end. I got to say, the whole time I thought Zach could have done better. You got to you gotta keep in mind, when Zach was like 18, his girlfriend was Vanessa Hudgens. How do, I don't even know where you go from there. I just don't even know where you go from there, dude. Dude, if Zach Efron and Vanessa Hudgens get back together, I think there's going to be, I think it's going to be great for the mental health of my generation. Dude, when I was like 14 and they broke up, that's that's when I first became cynical in this world. Okay? When they bro- when when you're 12 years old, you're watching high school musical, they're dating off-screen as well. They're being cute as shit all the time in the news. And you're just thinking everything is right with the world. You go to soccer, you're playing under 12 soccer, you score a goal, dad says I'm proud of you. Everything is exactly where it needs to be. Then Zach fucking, I don't know who broke up with who or what happened. 
there was that whole Vanessa undresser incident, which I think, you know, I mean, that's going to rock anyone. Uh, even if you are Zac Efron, you know, the missus got nudes plastered all over TMZ. You know, I don't care where you're from. That's going to fucking rock the boat a little bit. But yeah, I hope if they get back together and get married and have, have a baby. Oh my God. If Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens get back together, I'll just walk out the front and propose to some chick at the bus stop, dude. I don't care. Love is all around us. But I don't think that's going to happen. But anyway, trend end, dude. Trend end. This week's trend end. This is this is a big one as well. This week's trend end. Straight blokes who won't admit when a guy is hot. What are you doing? I had a, I had a mate of mine, straight bloke, look me in the eye last week and say, Zac Efron is not attractive. Sweet. Grab yourself a ham sandwich, dude, because you are out to lunch, okay? Zac Efron is not attractive. I subscribe to all genders and all sexualities. All 64 of them. Go nuts, okay? But Zac Efron transcends all of it. There are earthworms who find this man attractive, okay? If Zac Efron is not attractive, then what the fuck are you, dude? Okay? Honestly, what is happening? At, at that level, it is art, Okay? We should dead set freaking put Zac Efron in a glass case and put him in a museum next to the Mona Lisa. Let's see who gets a bigger crowd. Honestly. I reckon there'll be freaking two 85-year-olds looking at the Mona Lisa and a freaking line around the corner lining up for Zac. And also, he's still alive. He's just in this glass case just eating a sandwich. People are just in tears. Grown men are in tears watching him eat a sandwich. That's how hot Zac Efron is, okay? Like, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm speechless. I was like, I was like, dude, we were talking about how he broke up with his Byron Bay girlfriend. My mate was like, oh, this Byron Bay chick is so hot. And I was like, yeah, but Zac is so much hotter than her. Let's be honest. Zac Efron is a 10. This chick, this chick was super hot, no doubt. But Zac can do better. And my mate was like, oh, dude, Zach's not attractive. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, no. I go, dude, and I was like, he's a blatantly a 10. And my mate's like, oh, yeah, but come on, I'm not into guys. And it's like, I don't want to fuck Zach Efron. That's not what this is about. This is about just looking at a thing and just seeing what it looks like and just knowing that that is what it is. You know what I mean? Did that make any sense at all? I think I just said three sentences back to back that just got more vague as I went. But you can just, you don't have to want to fuck a bloke to know how hot he is. Zac Efron is blatantly a 10. I got no interest in him sexually at all. But yeah, these, these footy blokes are just too homophobic. It's like, mate, I don't know what you guys get up to on these footy trips, dude. But this whole footy thing is starting to get weird. I've heard some stories. And it's starting to get weird. The ho- I don't know what goes on. But if you can't admit Zac Efron is an attractive man, you've got some demons locked inside you. That's all I'll say about that. I don't know what's going on there. But it's like, mate, come on. If you're a straight man, you know, dude, you think lesbian chicks don't want to fuck me, but they can still appreciate that I've got the best hair on the East Coast. Okay? Dude, no lesbian chick wants to fuck me. 
but they still come up to me on the street and put their hands through my beautiful locks and say, this is unbelievable. And I let them caress my hair. I say, I say, I haven't even conditioned this week. And they say, but it's so voluminous. And I say, I know. Okay. It's not what it's about, dude. It's not what it's about at all. So trend end, dude. If you're a straight bloke, you can still admit when a guy's attractive. And it's not even admitting it. You're just saying it. And also, it's not controversial at all. It's, the, it's got to be the least controversial opinion on planet Earth. Zac Efron is an attractive man. Is that making headlines anywhere? I don't think so. Hey guys, here's a, here's a real shocker as well. Brad Pitt, apparently not too bad to look at. Like, grow the fuck up, dude. Seriously. What the hell? Chicks can do it all the time. I don't, chick, chicks get it. Straight chicks will look at other straight chicks and be like, oh my god, she's the most beautiful chick ever. I wish I was her. Straight blokes, I gotta say, we gotta pick up our game a little bit. Um, yeah, trend end, dude. If you're a straight bloke, you can still just fucking, you can still tip the hat to a beautiful man. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong at all. And, what was that, 38 minutes. Probably got one more trend end. Um, I gotta be honest, guys, that's probably enough for me this week. Great pod, though. Loved it. Loved uh, everything about it. Tell your friends. I got another couple of little trend end things, but I didn't really, um, I don't really care. I'm done. Um, anyway, thanks so much for listening. This was great. Tell your friends. Uh, May 12 and 14 at the Sydney Comedy Festival. Just fucking come, dude. Just fucking come. Show's going to rip with or without you. So just come. And yeah, I'm filming both shows. So I'm really, you know, let's fill up the Wednesday. Wednesday is about sort of, you know, half full at the moment. Let's fill it up. Show's in two weeks. And I've got another couple of stand-up clips coming out in the next two weeks. If you could bloody tag a friend, you know, show show some guy on the bus, my, my TikTok or whatever. Spread the bloody hype. Thanks, everyone. Feel like I'm forgetting something, but, I mean, what is there to forget? What is there to forget? But, yeah, thanks for listening, dude. Zach Efron's a 10, and have a great week. Way too long, way too long, yeah. And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Cause these people got me fucked up, yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's telling me, don't you wait too long, wait too long. Oh, I, oh, I, oh.